Shabbos Perikilches Mishnah Base 18.2. Since the previous Mishnah had discussed clearing out the storeroom of the bundles, so here we will talk first and foremost in the Mishnah about the status of bundles and whether they are muktza. So we say Chavile Kash v'Chavile Eitzim v'Chavile Zradim. When it comes to bundles of Kash, which is straw, Eitzim, which is uh, branches, and Zradim, you know, also branches like vines. So then, are they mukta? If they were prepared from before Shabbos to serve as food for the animals, then they're animal food, and therefore they're not mukta, and therefore metatlanosan. You couldn't move them on Shabbos. But if you didn't set them aside before Shabbos to be eaten by animals, they couldn't be eaten by animals because they're dried out. Then they're just there for, you know, firewood, etc. And that being the case, they're mukta machmas gufo, intrinsically mukta. And that being the case, in metatlanosan, you cannot move them on Shabbos. Okay, that's the first part of the Mishnah. Now, the second part of the Mishnah, really the rest of the Mishnah, is going to focus on various halachas that deal with animals and mukta. Um, the first here is going back and revisiting the question of bitoklim hechano. If you recall, we said back in the second parak of Shabbos here that um, you're not allowed to put a like a dish below a dripping lamp to catch the oil because the oil will drip onto the the tray, the bowl that you put there, and then you can't move that bowl anymore because it has mukts inside of it, since the oil was set aside from before Shabbos, it's a buses, etc. Um, so since you can't move the plate or bowl once it has the oil inside of it, it says if, you, there's an Isra for making it unmovable. Since you can't move it, that's an Isra to itself called Bitul Kli Mehechano, which means annulling the status of a utensil from being usable. Um, we said it's there's a machlokus if it's like bona or soser, it's like a destroying or maybe even affixing this um, plate to the table, whatever it is, in terms of its analogy to the third nine malachas, it's an israel to itself. So that's true. The question is, are you allowed to put, let's say, a basket upside down to allow little chicks, baby chickens, to use it as like a step to get on and off of as they go in and out of their little chicken coop? So, the answer the Mishnah says is, yes, you can. The Mishnah says inside, Kofin es hasal, you're allowed to turn over a basket, in front of the little baby chicks, so they can go up and come down out of the chicken coop. Um, now, when they're on the turned over basket, the basket is has mooks on top of it, and therefore you cannot move the basket. Nevertheless, it's permitted to do so in this case of the mission. The reason why is because those chicks are just there for an instant as they hop on and hop off, um, but they'll be off in a moment, and when they're off in a moment, the kli is no longer, I mean, the upside-down basket is no longer unmovable, and therefore in the case of this Mishnah, you're allowed to turn the basket upside down and not be in violation of the Isra Durban of Bitol Kli Mehechano. Okay, speaking of animals, the Mishnah says we've got some other um Mukt animal issues to deal with here. Now, the general principle is that when it comes to animals, they are muktza. They're muktza machmas gufo. You're not allowed to move animals because they have no purpose on Shabbos. They're not food. They're not a utensil. As far as the halachas of um, domestic pets, halacha lamaisa, what's your cats and dogs and ferrets and whatever else you have in your house, you'll ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Um, but the assumption is, unless there's some other overriding principle that was innovated with domestic pets, which weren't known at the time of the Mishnah, is that animals are mukta. And as being as that being the case, you're not allowed to move them. And mukta, you can't even move a little bit. 
Nevertheless, our mission will say that under certain circumstances, we're going to be lenient and allow you to um, give a little bit of a nudge or help the animals to move if the animals are in danger, either in terms of tsar, of being injured or hurt, suffering, um, or, or worse than that. So since they're your animals, you're charged with protecting them. There's a chiv to protect your animals and take care of them once they're yours. And that being the case, we're going to be lenient and let you um, do a little bit of nudging of animals on Shabbos, even though they're muktzah, if your purpose is to protect the animals, to bring them back home, if they got away. So the cars will run them over and the wolves don't get them, etc. So the Mishnah says, Tarnagolis, if you have a chicken, Shebarcha, that ran away. Dochen osa, achitikanes. You're allowed to nudge it. If you've ever seen this, you know exactly what I mean. You kind of pat the back of the chicken and it sort of runs forward. So you nudge the chicken to get back into the chicken coop. So that little nudge, really under normal circumstances, the chicken is mukta, should be usher, but we're being lenient here because you're charged with protecting your chickens. And if they run out of the house and down the street, they'll get run over by cars, etc., whatever the equivalent is in the time of the Mishnah. Now, you can't actually, um, well, hold that thought. The Mishnah goes on to say you can nudge the chickens, but you can do more than that when it comes to baby uh, calves, which are baby cows, and siachen, which are foals, those are baby horses. The Mishnah says when it comes to those, medadin agalin v'siachen, you can actually kind of like drag or help move along, meaning much more than just a little nudge. You can actually kind of take the legs and move them or take the neck and, neck and pull it and so on um, of these animals. Even in the Rishasarab. So the point is, your little foal or your little calf got away. It's now in the street and something's going to hurt it or harm it. You're charged with protecting it. You're allowed to bring it back. And that even if that means pulling it or pushing it or kind of making it walk, all those things are going to be okay, even though normally it's moksa. In contrast, when it came to the chicken, let's say let's say when it comes to this this baby cow, you could kind of move its legs. Let's say even you could like hold it by its sides and shimmy it or move it along, and you know you can't do that with a chicken. The reason why is if you actually like, say holding the wings of a chicken or something or legs of a chicken and, and try to make it move, the chicken is liable to sort of like flap its wings and kind of jump high up in the air and kind of fly away, sort of as chickens do. Now, if your chicken lifts itself off the ground and you're holding its wings or holding its legs then you'll actually be carrying the chicken. And that you can't do. It's a machlokus if the principle of chai nos as atzma applies to animals or not. But anyways, certainly at least with button, you can't carry chickens around in the Shusarab. And that being the case, we won't let you hold it in such a way that it could lift itself off the ground. When it comes to the um, calves and foals, since they won't fly in the air, you can actually move them or push them or pull them um, and get them back to safety. That's going to be okay. Now, lastly, let's talk about baby children. What what happens if you have a child, he is now wandering around and he is refusing to walk or he's unable to walk. You have to get him out of the Rishasarab, wherever he might be. So the Mishnah says, Isha Madada Espana. A woman could, same word as before, like cause her little child to walk. She has a two-year-old toddler. Child's refusing to move. She can kind of not just nudge him like the chicken, but actually kind of move his legs or drag him or push him, whatever the story is. You know, hold him by his hands and make him walk with his feet. Force that child to walk. Now, the reason why is because even if the child would, let's say, you know, if you're holding by its hands, like lift its feet off the ground, as children tend to do when you try to make them walk. So at most, you'd be carrying this child um, in the Rosh Hashanah, let's say, and carrying a child in the Rosh Hashanah under normal circumstances is not a Doraisa. The reason why is because of that principle I referred to before, of Chai Noseh Atzmo, a living creature, or at least a living human being, is considered to be carrying a part of his own weight. And the reason why is because the person sort of shifts their weight around and therefore assists in making them easier to lift. 
in contrast to the expression dead weight, a person who's dead who can't shift his weight around is quite cumbersome and difficult to lift. A person who's alive and knows how to shift their weights, I, mean, I told my kids a hundred times, I'll carry you only if you agree to sort of lean in towards me. If you lean away from me, you're too heavy or I could fall over. But if you shift towards me, then I'll carry you. So the point is shifting the weight of the person being carried means he's helping the carrying. And since he's helping the carrying, the person carrying the child is not doing the malacha by himself. So you're at most over an iser durabanan. That's the most Roshonim learn. And that being the case, as long as the child's old enough to walk by himself or carry his own weight, even if worst case scenario, you end up carrying all the weight for a moment, you wouldn't be over the rice, and therefore we're letting you kind of walk him foot by foot. But that being the case, the Mishnah goes on to say, I'm Rabbi Yehuda, a Masai. Rabbi Yehuda says, when does that apply? Now when Rabbi Yehuda says, a Masai, he's always coming to add something to the Mishnah to explain, you know, where it applies. And the halach would be like this, typically. That assumes the child can like lift one foot up and then put the other foot down. Like he can walk, in other words, on some level. When you hold him by the hands, his legs will walk. Because if he can't, if you have to basically drag the kid on the ground because he doesn't know how to walk, so then the child's not old enough to walk. Therefore, when you carry him, he's not considered to be able to shift his own weight and it hasn't got a din of a chai that's no sets atmo. Meaning, according to Rover Shonim says, um, the uh, the Ron says, the, and the Bir Alacha says altogether that Rover Shonim learn that carrying a child that can't walk itself is too young to have the rule of being no says Atmo, to be over the Risa. And that being the case, says Rabbi Yehuda, if the child can't walk by itself, you can't even hold it by its hand and like kind of make it walk because then you're essentially at risk of carrying it and doing this or Doraisa.